Hello and welcome to JHE Ministries Bible Study, where we study God's Word. I'm Jeffrey, Minister and Chaplain at JHE Ministries, and I'm glad you joined us today. Now, last time we began Chapter 18 with the parable of the persistent widow, and also we took a look at the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. So today, let's continue with Chapter 18 with Jesus and the little children. If you have your Bibles, turn to Chapter 18, verse 15. And let's get into it. Now, verse 15 begins, Then they also brought infants to him, that he might touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him and said, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, will by no means enter it. Now let's stop there for a moment. Let's take a look at these verses. This incident reinforces what we have just had before us, namely that the humility of a little child is necessary for entrance into the kingdom of God. Mothers crowded around the Lord Jesus with their infants in order that they might receive blessing from him. His disciples were annoyed by this intrusion into the Savior's time. But Jesus rebuked them and tenderly called the little children to himself, saying, Of such is the kingdom of God. Now verse 16 answers the question, What happens to little children when they die? The answer is that they go to heaven. And the Lord clearly said, of such is the kingdom of God. Children can be saved at a very tender age. That age probably varies in the case of individual children. But the fact remains that any child, no matter how young, who wishes to come to Jesus should be permitted to do so. And encouraged in their faith. Now, little children do not need to become adults in order to be saved, but adults do need the simple faith and humility of a little child in order to enter God's kingdom. And Jesus's words about little children provide Luke's second example of the attitude that is essential for receiving God's grace. It's not the age per se that is in view, but the childlike quality such as trust and openness. And it's the absence of the holier-than-thou attitudes. Now, Jesus had compassion even on infants too young to understand the difference between right and wrong. In recent years, we have begun to understand formally the importance of communication through touching. And this story of the little children is also told in Matthew chapter 19, verse 13. It's also told in Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. And Jesus had just spoken of the tax collector being on his way to salvation because he was deeply 
perturbed by his sinfulness. And here Jesus indicates that heaven will be exclusively occupied by childlike people. No pompous fellows in heaven strutting around as if they owned the universe. There are plenty of them in church here on earth, but not up there in heaven. And Jesus said flatly that unless we become like little children, we shall never enter the kingdom of heaven. A little child is teachable. They're trusting. They're free from mental pride. They're free from unsophisticated. And the disciples did not think that children were important enough to bother with. And that's what made Jesus ignorant. He loved children. And like the previous two stories that we saw last time, this one also illustrates the need for human receptiveness if one is to experience God's grace. Then, lest it be thought that this response lies within human power, Jesus points out that only by God's power is anyone saved. The story emphasizes the responsibility and the helplessness of humankind. Now let's take a look back to our scripture here, beginning with verse 18, and we'll read all the way to 23 here. And verse 18 begins, Now a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And he said, all these things I have kept from my youth. So when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when he heard this, he became very sorrowful, for he was a very rich man. Now this section illustrates the case of a man who would not receive the kingdom of God as a little child. One day a certain ruler came to Jesus addressing him as good teacher. And he asked what he must do in order to inherit eternal life. Now the Savior, first of all, questioned him on the use of the title good teacher. And Jesus reminded him that only God is good. Our Lord was not denying that he was God, but he was trying to lead the ruler to confess that fact. If he was good, then he must be God, since only God is essentially good. Now the term ruler, which is only in Luke, is too broad a term to permit precise identification of the man's background. The appeal of good teacher 
is not a common one and calls for a comment by Jesus. What must I do indicates a desire by this young man to discover if any deed has been overlooked in qualifying for eternal life. So Jesus replies by asking the ruler a question that has puzzled many. Perhaps he's subtly, uh, subtly urging the ruler to see if that Jesus is good, and if it is also true that only God is good, then there is a clear conclusion to be drawn to as to the true identity. His more obvious purpose in this question is to establish a standard of goodness infinitely higher than the ruler supposes it to be. So in verse 20, Jesus now addresses this standard of righteousness, and he dealt with the question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? We know that eternal life is not inherited, and it's not gained by doing good works. Eternal life is the gift of God through Jesus Christ. In taking the ruler back to the Ten Commandments, Jesus was not implying that he could ever be saved by keeping the law. Rather, Jesus was using the law in an effort to convict the man of sin. Jesus recited the five commandments, which have to do with our duty to our fellow man, the second table of the law. And in verses 21 through 23, the first step is a summary of, the, of several of these Ten Commandments, but he omits the first few that relate to God and the final one about covenantness. The man, like Paul, has kept the letter of the law. It is apparent that the law did not have its convicting effect in the life of this man because this man arrogantly claimed to have kept these commandments from his youth. Jesus told him that he lacked one thing, love for his neighbor. If he had really kept these commandments, then he would have sold all of his possessions and distributed them to the poor. But the fact of the matter was that he did not love his neighbor as himself. This man was living a selfish life with no real love for others. And this is proved by the fact that when he heard these things, he became very sorrowful because he was a very rich man. And Jesus moved to the heart of the 10th commandment by leading the ruler to face his attitude towards his possessions. Paul himself recognized his sinfulness when he became aware of the thrust of the command against covetousness. And I refer to Romans chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. And Jesus goes on to say what is still needed to produce righteous perfection. By the act of giving away his goods, the ruler should have known himself rid of the sin of greed and following Jesus. He would have indicated his allegiance to God then. The command to sell everything, give to the poor, 
is difficult to interpret as well as to apply. This does not seem to be a universal requirement. It seems rather to be designed particularly for this man to shatter his covenantness. And such an act would also benefit others, as his wealth would be dispensed among all of the poor people. Even this is insufficient, however, unless the ruler truly follows Jesus. And with that, we will stop and pick this up next time with verse 24. So until next time, God bless you. Keep living Christian strong.